Hey, you're listening to Block Thinking with Werner Puchert and Jonathan Gall. Hey, Jonathan, how's it going? Hey. Just to give a little bit of context, we are both quite busy. The rumors of um, post-summer craziness for businesses is kind of true, I think, for both of us, with a few ups and downs. And um, in the in the spirit of getting audio done, getting something out, we. But I think we have some interesting things to talk about today. We are doing an early morning or a relatively early morning recording, but we both feel and probably sound like we've been hit by buses. One in Kaltse, one in Warsaw. Synchronized bus hitting in the face. Dude, thanks for making the time. Let's uh, let's catch up, man. Um, also talking about. I think there's one one topic I want to quickly just cover um, based on what we're doing right now. And you might agree or disagree with this, but I think um, once you start a project, you know, and uh, setting up cadence is quite important. So we've been been quite religious to get this podcast out every two weeks, um, give or take 24 hours. Um, And I think like if you have a practice or you're starting your own business, it's actually quite interesting to get something like that where you have that cadence of of producing something, um, be it content or whatever, but then continuing with it. I think the most important thing that I've learned through this process of you and me kind of getting together again and like focusing on the show is like, it's like really important to also focus on getting stuff done and uh, not worrying for it to be good enough. And the reason I started reflecting on that is um, from the 1st of October, I started doing this Inktober thing, you know, the, the drawing a day. Uh, yeah, so I'm like drawing little scribbles every um, um, every day. So I, I'm actually posting it on Instagram. But you know what was weird, man? Like I kind of had this like little moment on the 1st of October because I sat there and I started drawing. So I've kind of got this little theme. I, I, drew, I draw pictures of my kid, you know, so during the course of the day or whatever, we, we always take photos of him doing stupid stuff or whatever, being himself. And um, I'm using that as a reference to make these pictures. And I drew the first one and I actually had a real moment of little stress, you know, like posting it online. Like, what are people going to think? You know, you have to kind of get across that little hurdle. And I think we, we, we kind of, you kind of feel that every time you post the podcast too, right? Um, but, you know, and once you get into that flow of doing it, um, and I've been quite surprised. I mean, if I look at little the pictures, I go like, "Man, they're not that great." <laughs> but people have been quite supportive. Like, "Hey, I'll go Vanna and do this," or "I really like that one," or you know, I've I've had some positive feedback. So I'd really encourage people to try and do something like that. Um, and I think we feel it with the podcast too, right? Because a few people have also been like, with this new experiment we're running of our show, um, have been quite supportive. Thanks, Alex. Um, of our conversations, um, so I, I think I'll, uh, I'll 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 stop waffling, but uh, leave it with encouraging someone to take up something, because I mean, once you read a book like Ask Gary Vee and all these kind of things, it's like it sounds so easy to do. Yeah, man, I'm just going to produce content, shoot videos. Um, oh yeah, we're going to be legends, and then when the one, but that publish button scares the shit out of me, man. You know. It's like this kind of mental model of like there's a billion people out there waiting for you to be hit that button, which is not entirely true. 
But um, yeah, give it a bash. But uh, sitting here, I'm going to take a sip of my coffee and uh, to give you a chance to get a word in because it looks like I'm, I'm in a waffle mode this morning. Uh, tell me what's happening, man. Uh, we had a bit of a Twitter conversation and uh, I think you're currently going through an interesting challenge, which has got its up and ups and downs. So uh, hit me. Yeah, me. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been sharing things the last few months that I'm working on these, um, these big projects. I mean, at my, at my scale of freelancer, obviously. And what is interesting is that we are going to release V1, hopefully next week or the following week. So what we call a soft launch. So the last five weeks, five weeks and a half, I've been hyper-committed to, you know, to finish my work. So I had to work on the last mockups, then work with the design, the development teams. Yeah, the design teams is me, so yeah. <laughs> work with the stakeholders, validate things, and there was some tension. Um, it's been, you remember when you told me that what we are at the end of the day, when you're a freelancer, you do need still to have a job. I feel it a little too much right now. I feel it's way too much of a job and less of the free part of being a freelancer. It feels, because I've been engaged on a long-time project, long-term project, sorry. I started this project last January, so pretty soon it's going to be one year, uh, which which is really cool in one way because you get that... Um, you know, retainer and long-term project and potentially a very nice portfolio piece. On the other side, though, my partners started to become my managers in the same way because they are coming from corporations also. Um, yeah, it, it just weirded me out sometimes. Um, and I have to, I have to kind of fight back or explain. I mean, it, it's a very, it's a very, very strange, strange situation to manage because I don't have the status of an employee and I don't have any advantage that comes with being an employee, which are, you know, you finish your day at six and you don't have to search for the next job. But I'm still, I'm still have those. Um, difficult discussions when it comes to systems and design and all of that. But on the back of my head, I know that, you know, they could design in two weeks. Hey, John, thank you very much. See you later. We found somebody else and didn't match or whatsoever. I'm still a freelancer at the end of the day. I'm still on a, I still don't have a contract that we knew every month. So it's still in the back of my head. So yeah, it's um, it's it, it's interesting. I didn't expect to to go through that. So 
I'm not saying it right now completely. Uh, no, I'm not saying it really as a negative. I'm just confused, like yeah. extremely confused. I think, you know, like um, there's a few aspects that we need to consider here, right? Um, and if, I, if, I, if you don't mind me riffing on it a little bit, because what you're currently facing is, I mean, when I told you about as a as a independent, because I actually hate the word freelance, but because there's there's a connotation to freelance, but um, and for some it's positive, for me it's less positive, but um, there's a connotation to it, and there's like this point, and when I said to you we have to have a job, I mean I have one of my um, I have a, a client that I have on a retainer, and um, initially when we started having conversations it was really like. Um, me being an advisory partner, um, you know, like feeling the way I feel. Not that I'm Mr. Important, but yeah, I could add some value to the game, some skin in there. And, um, and you know, we, we entered into agreement based on ours, which in itself I also do not agree, like enjoy. I think I'm really interested in this whole idea of value-based pricing um, or maybe putting your skin in the game to say, listen, okay, cool, um, shares or, you know, you kind of share in the responsibility of getting something done, um, not doing something. Because I'll, unfortunately, like an example of one of my other projects, um, I can do whatever I can do. Like I can work 72 hours a day if I wanted to. At the end of the day, it is the, the result that's going to be important, right? Is this thing that I'm building going to sell to generate revenue, generate business? So in that project, the mindset's different. It's like, Vanna, you can do whatever you want to, but we need to sell something. We need to generate business out of this project. So the context of that project is completely different. We have a partnership relationship, you know? Um, they're not they're not looking at my hours they don't care uh, we care and that, that's I think it's it's not they care we care if this thing is going to sell or not and make money on the other hand my business or my my job project is really at the end of the month I'm sending them hours and the the the, the it's very soon after we we signed the contract and that the relationship completely changed and dude you must understand i'm like a, i'm an old guy right and um i've been around the block a few times um and it's really difficult for me and maybe this is what you're struggling with because the relationship i have there is i'm just kind of a i don't want to use the word douchebag but i'm just the guy doing their doing their hours um and like any shit they want to throw my way i have to do it um i mean for the first time in I don't know how many years I had to like do desktop research flipping a few weeks ago. And it's interesting because um, in a way I want to just go, okay, this is not for me. Like, because um, I don't desperately need this this cash. Um, the, the sheer nature of the project that I'm doing there is really interesting, really interesting clients and stuff, which kind of still keeps me there. But it's like what you're saying. At some point, the relationship definitely changed. And I feel more like an employee which I really at this stage in my, in my career, not that I w wouldn't do it again in the future, but as a, like that employee feeling, I'm not comfortable with it at the moment, right? Um, uh, I stepped out of corporation a few uh, months ago or well, it's over a year now because I don't want to be an employee. You know, I want to add value. And um, after this long riff, I think what I'm trying to reflect on is that 
um, and maybe I'm going to hand it over to you to 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 jump off of what I'm going to say. But um, we fucked up somewhere. So I I really think that at some point it's not the client or the person you sign a deal with. It's your fault. Um, and I'm, I'm not saying it in an attacking way, but you engaged in a relationship with being a partner slash um, advisor, and then at some point it changed into supplier. Um, and when, once you're a supplier, you're screwed. I saw it in ad agencies or whatever. If you become a supplier, you've got a problem because changing that relationship. However, potentially in your in your space, your your business. I mean, Seth Godin once again referenced talks about the dip. I think you're probably also going through a, a space now which might just need a little bit of time as where everybody's stressed out before launch. I mean, I think potentially empathizing with, with your partners, they are going through a process where they're, they're less worried about your feelings and more worried about what is going to happen in the market. They're probably 100% focused on that. They're not really focusing on the internal relationships and the tension within the team. Now, I'm going to shut up. I mean, how do you feel about what I just said? I do agree. I do agree. I think one of um, the important points that I noticed those last few months is that when we started initially, so it was just an idea, we started that that project with a design sprint last December. That was my first basic job with them. I started as a designer for for that on that project. And we did that. And at the beginning, it was just one of the founder and me. So I felt like perhaps too much that it was kind of my our baby. Our, I, I don't like I don't like this uh, um, uh, this metaphor, but yeah, I was part of the inception of that project. It was me and all the founder and created uh, things, woke up, then he found a partner because I couldn't invest because it's a very cash heavy project and me, Jonathan Gall, living in Kelsey and was fighting to pay back his mortgage. There was no way I was able to move forward. Um, I think I can say a little, little more about that project now because it's live in one or two weeks. But it's it's basic. Um, how do you call? Uh, wait a minute. The founder is coming. One of the four was coming from one of the four big tech company in the world. So I let you. <laughs> how do we call that? The Faga. The yeah. Anyway. And so he found a base in the US, he found a partner from the same kind of companies, also based uh, in the US. And so they had cash, so they started, they paid me first to do the mockups of the initial version. Then I became, events happened and I became also product manager, then I became also project manager. So I was really involved in like the inner inner details of that project. But at one point, they, it worked out and they got not VC money, but they got like early investor with all of money and all of that. And they had to become much more structured. And in doing so, I was put in a silo. 
Yeah, you have your own responsibilities, right? Yeah, exactly. Which which makes sense. Uh, I understand it, and I understand it's. Yeah, I understand it's it's my fault. I shouldn't have been so emotionally involved in a project which is not mine. At the end of the day, it's not yeah. my money. It's not my project. You know. So, but because I built it, and the moment I was put out of the decision process on a lot of aspects because I was not involved anymore in anything linked. I mean, not involved. Not really involved anymore in anything linked to marketing, and and on the other side, they are not coming from. T- I mean, they are coming from tech technically, but they are not coming from tech tech. You know, like building stuff. It's uh, I could they couldn't emphasize with my own issues, like some of the stuff they would ask. Oh, but that should be easy, and I was like, no way, or or emphasizing with my my um, my development team um so yeah there was and they were much less available at one point especially the first partner i met was much much less available because he was yeah he had other priorities and he had to waste money which is the main job actually of a ceo <laughs> and yeah a gap um was created um, and my job right now is to try to budget as much as I can, but damage was done. So they, so they proposed me some stocks or anything. I don't, I don't really know what it's worth. You know, stocks for early stage startup, it's monopoly money. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's kind of where you put skin in the game, right? Yeah, if, yeah. If, I, success, I if it works, it works. If it doesn't, then you're kind true, of sharing true, the true, pain. True. Yeah. True, true. Uh, and and uh, and I do believe in that project. I mean, I have to. I'm still so emotionally involved in that project that yes, I I do hope it will work, and I do hope people will will enjoy what we're doing because I think that not only in terms of business, but on a social standpoint, it's making a difference. Yeah, but you yeah, know what? Oh, dude, it's like <clears throat> I want to say two things. Like off the back of what you just spoke about, one thing is um, I think you've answered your own question or your own exploration is that at the end of the day, um, when everything is said and done, and I think it's important for especially designers to think about this. Um, and I'll tell you in, in the second point why I'm saying this, but it's not your business, so. Um, when you take all the emotion out of it and you really think about go-to-market revenue, success, margins, all these kind of things, um, if you were really part of that aspect of the business, um, yeah, maybe maybe the test I would I would put out on the table is like if that business closes down tomorrow, if they had to close down the business tomorrow, who's gonna feel it feel it the hardest? Yes, you might lose some revenue. Um, some freelancing, but you're going to still be sitting in Kelsey in that beautiful room with the beautiful bookcase behind you um, and your lovely um, doctor lady uh, looking after you, whereas your your partners or the people who've employed you is going to sit in a bit of a fucking problem, right? Um, either deep debt, um, lost, it's their business. And I think you've kind of indicated that. I think that's where... where things come down. And the reason I'm saying 
uh, you feeling it is that it's interesting. We 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 both belong to a, a very interesting. I, I find it highly creative and sometimes um, demanding Slack group of uh, designers. And uh, I've been observing it, and I I can see a lot of the comments coming through um, is that the designers there are highly invested in what they do, right? So there's sometimes comments about douchebag managers or douchebag clients or, and I, I'm trying to distill it because I feel less like that. Of course, I get frustrated. I mean, the example I gave you, like I, I sometimes want to tell these guys to get like bugger off, but um, I th- feel like I'm less invested in, and I'm not saying if you're less invested, you do shit work, but um, I'm less invested emotionally where designers like our friends are highly invested, right? Um, it's easy to be offended by a manager doing the wrong thing. And I'm analyzing that. I'm going like, is it, is it, is it maturity? What is it? And um, because I feel it too, I really do. And I think what, what's at play here is that when you work in a creative space, and when I use the word creative, I'm not talking about just the physical UI, UI design or whatever you put on Dribble. I'm talking about creating something out of yourself, working with the team to create something new, um, using tapping into your creativity. I believe there's something of yourself in the work that you do. Thus, when it gets criticized or not appreciated in the way that you would want it to be, you are going to take it personally, and that's just natural. And it's actually good. The fact that you're feeling bummed about things at the moment is actually good because you are emotionally invested in this project you, you you do have your own skin in the game you know in the sense of um you're doing the best that you can you're giving off yourself and i think but i think that the challenge with that it, that's just the nature of the game we're in yeah i uh, yeah i i do agree i do agree i was i was telling to to my girlfriend yesterday that if i had this project when i was younger when I was like, I don't know, 25, 26, um, I would probably be shouting, oh, you didn't check this and you didn't check that. You should take time for this. And now I'm just keeping silent and I give them space. Sometimes when I'm, when I'm very frustrated, I just suck it up. I just shut up. I give space because I know um, they have their own set of problems. We all want this project to work out. We are all deeply invested, whether it is uh, emotionally or financially or in design or in process or in sales. We are all in it. Why? It's um, it, it's something... Okay, actually, that reminds me of one thing. There is a huge difference between working with people who invest their own money, as you do very often when you're independent, than when you work with SVPs or VPs or MDs who are playing basically with the money of their, you know, of the H fund or, uh, yeah, exactly. In terms of, uh, in one of the things I notice is that my, my heads are much more emotionally involved on their side too than they will be in their own job. I'm pretty sure about that. I'm not, I'm with you, I'm sure about that. Because their own money, the thing you are saying, and even if they are professionals, they are really tenured professionals, 
you can't hide it. There are some points where they react also emotionally. And I'm like, okay, you're going, you're going to take it. You're going to shut up. And at one point you will come back with that because if you react right now, there is nothing good out of it. It's, it eats you inside in a way because, it, but you're like, at the end of the day, what do you want to have? Do you want to ship that project? And do you want everybody to enjoy it and be happy? Because, you know, it's just a temporary state. There is one quote for uh, the Gary V book when he's saying that if you want to shut down a business, you just need to do one thing, take emotional decisions. Yeah, I mean, I, I think <laughs> Gary V, man. Um, yeah, I think there's, there's, a, there's a full on point there. Um, you know, like emotion, like, I mean, this, 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 um, this retainer that I'm talking about, um, one of the senior people there gets super emotional there. And it's funny, like in, in this, in this, um, I can't call it a project it was really just hours that I'm selling. Um, I just kind of step back and let the guy vent. Right. Um, because like engaging that person trying to, you know, because in a way, in my, my personal ego, I'm going like, fuck this guy, you know, like, but in that moment, it just doesn't make sense to engage. It makes sense to engage in, in this, this kind of process when you really have like skin in the game. Like I keep on saying skin in the game and I'm, I'm wondering if that is not maybe the secret to this whole thing, because like listening to what you're going through now, which is kind of in the middle, and then looking at my retainer project, then looking at the other project that I'm working on. I wonder if, if, if as professionals, what we need to do in a way that makes sense, because also we need to pay rent, right? I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, I need to make sure that my little man, my little boy has food on his table and the lights stay on. But then maybe we need to consider thinking about projects where we do own a piece of the ultimate thing that you're creating, right? Um, so for example, in this project that I'm like really spending a lot of hours on getting out, um, and I'll be able to talk about it when it goes live, is that I, I'm now in a space where whatever I do, we talk about it, we review it, we brainstorm around it, but I'm really like also in a way invested in what the ultimate final product is. I mean, I can go and tell these guys, and I can send, I mean, like this week, and one of the reasons I'm so tired, I worked um, the night before until around three o'clock to get some stuff done so we can get into a test phase with this this thing. So we were like coordinating and it just got really late. Um, I didn't feel the need to tell anybody about it, you know, or, you know, like, yeah, I just spent all the hours and I don't feel emotionally invested in the hours, you know, like it is what it is. Um, I'm invested in what the ultimate final product is. Is that damn thing going to sell? And what's interesting in this, in this project for me is that I'm not super invested in the sense of that I'm going to get any revenue out of the final product. You know what I'm saying? When it goes live, that's still their product. They're going to launch it. But the way that we set up the relationship and the, the contract that I can't really talk, speak about here is that success for them is definitely going to be success for me. Not the fact that the thing works well from an experience design perspective or looks good. Success. 
it's it's selling. People are buying it. People are using it. People are happy. It reminds me one of um, one of the points. So when I was at Loop, there was this talk from. Um, Wait a minute. Who was we? We saw actually in uh, when we were in um, in Varsal. Oh, the, the two designers. Um, yes, 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 yes. Okay, we're um, not going to remember now. But like, what? What is the point? <laughs> <laughs> I always forget their um, names. Like, basically, basically, the main point was that you need to find a balance between the work that brings you joy and the work that brings you money. And they had like their formula for that. And they were taking, I think in their case is that they were taking 60% of, the of their time was focused on uh, money projects and 40% of their time on, um, you know, personal projects. And the fun thing is that they were saying that their Personal projects were the one leading to new money projects. It's there was this space, um, and I, I I was reading recently um, a tweet um, saying that if you feel if you feel overwhelmed, you need to you probably need to take some space and all of that. And what I was feeling is. I need to create my own stuff. I'm using all of my productive juice to make this project in which I'm, you know, I'm involved, I'm super involved and yeah, I will have some, uh, you know, I will have my name on it. I will have, it will, it will represent my work. But on the side, I feel that I need to, to, I don't know what exactly. I have no idea. Perhaps it's photography. Perhaps it's drawing. Because I, um, yeah, I like to do mangas, for example. Perhaps it's writing. Or perhaps it's doing over websites. But I need to express myself somewhere. And I need to show it to people. It's not like just writing your journal and that's cool. But I need to... To have you need to actively get feedback and do stuff. I mean, yeah. it comes back to what we spoke about in the beginning, that cadence of doing things, for like your own things. Yeah, yeah. Um, at, yeah, also, and using also all my skills, so guys, what I, and I, that I can manage. Because not only now, what I'm doing for that company, so I do it, I do it for them and for the company, but... <laughs> You're going to to think it's strange, but now I'm also an advocate for them. If they are criticized on their on some choices that are not linked to me, I feel criticized. I feel that it's it's our I see that our projects, not their projects or my design projects linked. To, it's all ours. So if there are things purely linked to business, um. And people say, oh, it's not good. I know already I will feel super bad about it and I will be in front line to defend them. But if you want to, if somebody says, uh, for example, oh, the design is nice, which might not happen. The design is nice, but yeah, they should have changed the checkout process or point the address. I'm going to be in front line telling them, no, it was part of the design. It was... Because I feel them as my people. Whatever the emotional aspect, whatever the conflicts we had 
during the project. As long as it's about the project, I feel like it's one font. Whatever happened, it's like a basketball club in a way. You know, if in in so I used to coach basketball for people who don't know. <laughs> Inside the lockers, people can. I mean, you have the same playing baseball. Inside the lockers, people can shit on themselves. Like literally, they can say, "Oh, you did trash defense. You did. You shouldn't have been posted here." But as a team, when we get out of the locker, we are one team. Man, yeah. Like the the thing is, like this one thing, like sports. Man, I'm gonna. My kid has to do team sports because when once you you play team sports, you kind of get it. Man, the emotional ups and downs going in in sport, like you mentioned when I was playing paintball. Like man, we it was like really ups and downs. But when when we played that like like one of my last games when we played the world cup against iran and we walked into that start box we all had our weaknesses and like yeah i was not 100% fit or whatever but with that machine that emotional connection between everybody and just then going out and then yeah pushing um i mean we won that that tournament and i and, I th- and the, the other team was physically probably in better shape and worked much harder, but we just were like one on sheer willpower, you know, and team, having each other's backs. And the thing is, it's like, I think also sometimes we crave that in, in business, right? And business doesn't always work like that where it actually should. But, um, you know, once you kick into that team space and it gets appreciated and probably also the thing with team sports is that everybody shares in the reward and the victory. That's your yes. victory. It's that's not, true. That's true. You know, like, man, like sometimes I log into... Um, LinkedIn and I see some of these big firm things come past and like, yeah, we're number one. And we're like, no, you're not number one, dude. <laughs> you know, like, um, you're actually not number one. You're not part of that number one. But it's like, I don't know, that's interesting. But there's two other things I wanted to bring up based on the conversation we had on Twitter, but that I wanted to reflect on too, just to, to throw it your way. Um, the, I'll say the first one is something I'm personally struggling with. Um, and uh, I remember when I started at Deloitte years ago, and that was kind of a, a, messy, a messy kind of start for us because I think, uh, I say us because uh, one of my mates, Justin Sanan, also listens to the show quite often from, from New Zealand now. Um, we were kind of put into the space in a weird way. They wanted us there. But they wasn't. They weren't really sure what to do with these two agency guys. Like, you know, we were like Pumbaa and Timon then, and um, and I think he used to say, uh, he probably does still. He's still alive. Um, is that don't judge a fish on its ability to climb a tree. And I find that I I get myself into these situations quite often where. I've, and I think this is also a design thing. Is that and and what that means is that you you are forced to do work that you're not really good at. And then you get judged on it. Um, and I think you've, you've dealt with a little bit of that because, I mean, anyway, you also want to put yourself out there and, and push into new spaces because that's how you grow. But, you know, when, when um, reviews come around or um, quotes, constructive criticism or just shitty criticism comes down and, and, and I feel... I deal, I'm not, for me, it's hard to deal with something like when someone really get, gets down on me about something that it's really not my gig. And that's one of the things I'm, I'm facing with this, this other client I'm working with is that, yeah, 
Uh, I'm doing stuff, but fuck, I'm not doing stuff that I'm really good at. So at the moment, what I'm doing is I'm trying to fight into getting into a position where I'm doing stuff that I'm actually good with, you know? Um, I have some skills, man. But, um, you know, like, uh, you have to focus on, 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 on getting there and, and doing what you're good at and then circling out from there. Because if, if you're going to be judging me on the way that I install a toilet, man, I'm going to lose. <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not a plumber, man. It's, uh, I mean, that's something we'll have to discuss again soon because I'm going exactly in that space now. Now that the design phase of my project is... Be careful. Yeah. More or less finished, I'm going to transition as um, a developer, mainly a developer, um, which, which is fair because, um, I mean, I do front-end, but the issue now is that because I do some code, they, they add the feeling and add to clarify it that. Uh, there is a huge difference between front-end and back-end. It's not the same job and it's going to be difficult for me to adapt um, to it. So they trust me and I thank them for that. Um, 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 yeah, I feel like that fish. <laughs> maybe, maybe, a question, maybe a question, potentially a statement around that is that do they know that you're taking on something new? Yes or no? They know. Venue. Okay, good. Venue, I think I think that is that is super important. If if the people you're working with know that you're stepping into a space that not is not necessarily your cup of tea or expertise, but that you are willing to step into that space, I think the context becomes different. Because if you if I find sometimes when you when you go into for in for a job interview or for a project whatever, because that person is so desperate to get this task or objective done, they are kind of projecting your CV onto themselves and say like, yeah, okay, cool, Vanna. I mean, he's been X, Y, and Z, but I think if you tweak that X, Y, and Z, you could potentially install my new shower, right? And then they start believing that. And that's a whole different context because then you're failing all over the place and then the guy gets angry because like, I just hired you to do this job. But it's actually them projecting and thinking that you're able to do that. Whilst where, uh, 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 and I've had like instances in my career where I said to someone, "I clearly need to gain some skills in this space," and you can put a time limit on it. So listen, um, one of the best jobs I ever had, or when my career really started, it's like I had to learn. Um, I think it was called ASP back then. I mean, I was a PHP developer, and the guy said, "Okay, cool, man. If you can pick up the kind of." syntax of this language in the next two weeks and get some stuff done i'll offer you a permanent job and that actually happened and um, got my job but he gave me the space to to grow so i had to kind of step into that into that role the other thing i wanted to say also john while i'm on the role here um i think also what we need to be careful with uh, is that we're not saying that you need to stick it out when you work with assholes. And I'm not saying you're working with assholes, but I think in general, because there is something that we are as, as creative people or design people do is that we are, you should be, because I've been, I've, I've been working with some shitty designers too, right? The guy who's 95 comes in, whips out the cuddle drawer, 
um, I don't even know that exists, but then slaps a few clip parts in there, goes on lunch for like his time, exactly on lunch, ping, out of there, ping, five o'clock, got his little bag packed, his fancy shoes on, out the door. You've got no investment in anything and shit work. Um, I'm not talking to you guys. I'm talking to people who are really investing themselves and serving with generosity, no matter what job. You are generously giving of yourself trying to get a project done. And if you feel at any stage that your generosity is not appreciated, consider this. Either consider that piece, that project or work or, or employer as a job. It's just giving you the money to do or get to where you want to go or bugger off. Like there's nothing worse than serving with generosity and no one appreciates it. You know, like... If you're not being appreciated, consider that there are people out there that will at least appreciate you more and go find them. Yeah, and that's a job actually to find them. I mean, yeah, it's not it's, always easy. And sometimes you have to make a few moves to get there, but um, ain't nobody got time for that, man. <laughs> I, th- I think the, the, the reason I'm mainly afraid is, is purely inside my head. You know, since a few years, I've been selling myself as a um, you know, super experienced guy. I know basically I was the guy who knows how to do stuff for years, for the last few years. And now for the first time since a very long time, I'm a beginner again. And fortunately, I mean, fortunately, the people I'm working with, um, especially the, the founders or he is a friend and he, he trusts me more than I trust myself, I think. <laughs> and he trusts me and he's like, I know you, I saw you growing. Uh, we know each other since more than 10 years. And he thinks, yeah, you can do that. You, 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 know, you, you did some stuff, not at a professional level, but you know front-end already, you did back-end not at a professional level, you can go. We are going to give you two, they give me three months, basically. During those three months, we don't expect huge things to be done. They just want me to do my best effort. And he told me one thing that I appreciate. He told me that if it doesn't work, to go back to him and we'll just stop. And that's it. And no big deal. And this, I think, was by far the most important for me. Because I know myself, I know that if it doesn't work and I have no way to live, I'm going to fail in depression or all that shit. Yeah. Dude, that's so important. Um, man, and then, then just finally also just what I wanted to, because I heard something you said. And yeah, this podcast is really me talking over you. So sorry about <laughs> that. But um, yeah. getting me going. But um, also I think what's important to, to consider and one of the consistent things that we've been talking about throughout this 45 nearly hour now is is focus on output and maybe that focus on outputs not only about your project or your what you're doing but also in the title that you slap on yourself right because i'm also struggling with this because like i said right in the beginning of the show like i'm van i'm i'm the super important guy i've done lots of shit you know um, or you know i'm i mean like respect my authority right um authority um, and actually, that is not important. Jono, like, 
I know we, we, I mean, even where it's come clear for me is like when you go online and you, you look at like when they put job posts, like we need a mid-level designer. Like what the actual fuck is that, right? And um, we need a senior this and senior that because senior for you is different to senior me, man. And I think like even if you flip your own personal focus on the output that you produce. So maybe when you say I'm a beginner, Jono, I disagree. I don't think you're a beginner. You're just Jono. And what you're doing, maybe maybe it's about then focusing on the work that you're doing and say, cool, my work at the moment represents what I believe is a beginner. So the output represents what you, you measure, you measure yourself and your output, not on what you, where you think you are. In yeah, that's an time. excellent point. That's an excellent point. It's exactly that. You know, um, and I think maybe that's, maybe that's the insight here is that, 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 you know, like rather focus on, on that. Um, than trying to label yourself something because I think there's too much labeling going on in general in UX and everything else. Like we all want to label and define like fuck that man. Like I mean I've seen projects where I've worked with junior. See, I'm doing it doing it too. I'm I'm calling this person a junior because he's been doing UX for a year. Where we've together produced a product that's like super successful. It's irrelevant if the guy's a junior or not. I mean I tell you now. I've worked with quote unquote senior people that, that that do shit work. And you know, and sometimes I also do shit work. Right? I try not to do that, but you know, like that's that's a constant thing that you have to like really fight with and say, like, okay, cool, what is that output? And maybe that is the focus. There's the output of the company that you're working for, the output, you know, is it revenue driven, whatever, and it's also about your personal output. You know, well, I'm I'm going like, dude, like knowing you, your the Jonathan Gall insanity, knowing you, um, because you just work on the next level. Like, um, I might take three years to become a mid-level, whatever ball bag. Where for you, it's gonna take like two minutes, because you're gonna set up some crazy reading schedule, switch up all your notifications, uh, meditate, um, walk on that new, like, I mean listening to this you guys should see Jonathan he's got like a, a like a treadmill under his desk so he doesn't only do standing desk work he also works I mean I feel so old school when I work with you mate like because I still use this thing they call a chair I'm sitting comfortably on my Ikea chair my bum's getting a bit sore now from an hour long of waffle but uh, I mean I solve that by putting a cushion on it no, Jonathan takes it like a treadmill and like jacks up his desk. No, dude, like rock and roll, man. Like you, you'll you'll uh, you'll own this shit. And uh, yeah, let's see where you are. Like, when is the live date for this? I've uh, we have a gonna go um, this weekend. So, which means that it will be either next week or the following week. Hopefully we're gonna go will go right. There are still a lot of things to fix. So, I mean we had to even if we had budget and we worked on it, there was um how much six months, but yeah, six seven sprints of death. Man, um, feel excited, dude. You've got that baby is gonna get born soon. And then all these other guys he, you, you know, know the like, only thing I'm talking about is how people are going to trash it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what? That's the thing, dude. Like, not to joke with you. Like, I mean, I don't know if it's like an old guy thing, but um, I mean, I also recently launched a project, right? Um, that I'm super, super excited about that um, that podcast with um, Klaus uh, Rostet from um, 
Because that's interesting because that's like we spoke about sidelines or whatever, right? And this is something that I'm passionate about podcasting and it's become quite interesting where I help produce. Um, so I did a bit of uh, uh, microphone work and then went over to producing, catching the next wave. So that's going like, I'm not involved there anymore, but it's doing its thing. It's going just next seasons. It's just growing. So that's been interesting. And I thought, fuck, maybe I could do this with some other stuff. So I started working with um, Klaus Rajstedt from the College of Extraordinary Experiences. And the business of Extraordinary Experiences launched last week. And funny enough, dude, the first thing I was thinking when I hit the publish button is like, cool, so people are going to trash the hell out of this. So what's next? You know, like it's kind of like you, you can do whatever you want. And I mean, like yep. the Inktober thing is like the first thing going yep. like, ah, oh, people are going to trash this. And I think also what ha why that is, is that we, we do operate in a community of people who are super critical, right? Um, and sometimes, I don't know, like, um, I'll, I'll see a piece of work. I don't want to tell anybody this. I'll see a piece of work that, that sits on Slack and I look at this and I'm like, yeah, that's not too bad. I mean, it's not like super cool, but I, I mean, I could live with this design and then the designers come in and they just trash the shit out of it. They're like, you know, like, like man, I'm, I mean, do I, I mean, produce we... anything for this community? Like, I'd rather <laughs> not. <laughs> I, I, you can do that. This this kind of criticism, I I totally dig it because you do that with people who appreciate you. The, the one I really am afraid of is the random Twitter dudes kind of criticism. Yeah, those trolls. Yeah, who are going to say, oh, this so oh the conference talk, so what's so that's 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 going to be interesting. It's like a user test, you know, when people are saying, Yeah, I don't understand that color, I don't like it, and that button shouldn't be here. It, but it's a user test as huge so you get you get all the bad feedback and much less of the good feedback when doing a yeah. user like, test. Like what do you do, man? So and, yeah, like working with people who work off that is also a nightmare, right? Like Anyway, like we're waffling on. Like I want to wrap this up because uh, we're, the world starts soon, my man. Um, but there's one one small thing we need to quickly cover uh, before we say goodbye, hugs, kisses, all these beautiful things. Is um, we have a reading challenge. Um, you tweeted me, um, and I hate when you do this, dude, because my life is super busy at the moment. Now I have to go read a damn book. Tell me about that book. So the book. Um that, that uh, we have in mind is called AI Superpowers. Looks like a, looks like, you know, a Link in show notes. <laughs> looks like a Marvel book or Why the like that. hell, Jono, do you want me to read a book about AI superpowers? Why should anybody read that book? Because it was written by a um, guy whose name is Kai Fuli. And Kai Fuli is... Um, He's an entrepreneur based in China right now. Either he worked in the Silicon Valley previously, he was head of Google China for a while, and then he founded his own investment, uh, his best, um, you know, VC, VC company. I don't know how you call that, just VC, yeah. He created his own VC agency, whatsoever, in, um, in China, financing Chinese startups, and he made a few billions, I mean, <laughs> thanks to it. And is aside of that, his main um, fit in life was to be to be one of the pioneers when it comes to artificial intelligence. Like, yeah, he's a you know PhD, all of that. He wrote papers. He worked with the best minds in artificial intelligence. Then he moved in China to continue his work because he believed in artificial intelligence. But 
is the next um, industrial revolution, in a way. He talks about artificial intelligence as electricity. When electricity was created, it was a huge breakout, you know. Um, but what made electricity a thing is the thing we are able to do with electricity. So he thinks of AI as the same. We are, we have now deep learning and all of it. And this is cool, but what is going to be much cooler is what we are going to do with it. And it's a fantastic book to read. Uh, it reads like a thriller at some points. It's really Seriously? well written. Yeah, it's, it's, you're going okay. to devour this book. I got the book, by the way. You're I'm, going to I'm devour this to book. And I have to stop myself, actually, because I have my projects. So I'd like, you don't have time, dude. You can spend two hours a day reading a book. You need to step down. And especially when I read books, I take notes and everything. So you, you will finish it before me, probably. And, and it's, it's, it's a fantastic book, particularly to read after Zero to One. I, I'm not going to spoil okay. it. Let's, let's leave it for the for when, I mean, it's probably going to take me two more, three more shows to get through the book because I'm a slow-ass reader, but uh, it's lined up, it's on my iPad, ready to read, um, and then we can have our little discussion around that one. But if someone wants to read with us, just repeat the title, I'll put it in the show notes. Um, so the full title of this book is AI Superpowers, and the subtitle is China. Silicon Valley and the New World Order. And it's been written by uh, Kai Fu Li. Nice. We're going to rock and roll that one. Dude, are you ready to wrap this bad boy up after a, a psychological session of discussing our uh, businesses, which are still running, right? We are still uh, I mean, we are part paying of rent. the... What? After one year, we see like... 70% of business disappears. And after here. two years, it's 90%. So yeah, we still Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we still have like another year to go and see where we sit then. Are we, yeah. Oh, I, I think Anyways, it's a question buddy. of rhythm. We have a rhythm. We have, uh, there is basically, we are an institution where, we are both our institution where if we go back to work for firms, it's a, Choice. It's not because we yeah, it's okay. we are forced to, it's which okay. is Make what peace. we want to see at the end of the day. So yeah, yeah, we're trying this. We're trying this, and it's going. We're surviving. Yeah, I mean, just as a short note, I just want to go deep into this because we need to wrap up, wrap up. But I am starting to think about next year. It's funny that you put kind of a line for me. Still, the line is like December. Okay, cool. I've done my first financial year. Boom. Right, December is finished, and I'm starting to think about what happens in January. If it feels like. Oh shit! Do I have something? Like, what if I don't have anything? What's going to happen? What? Help! 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 Um, and it's looking good at the moment. Um, happy, happy, but still, it's like crossing that imaginary line into the new financial year is uh, going to be interesting. And one last thing before we leave: next week we are somewhere, right? Yeah, you and me, uh, Krakow. And the only thing that I'm not looking for, so I'm looking, I'm super looking forward to hanging out with you a little bit. But the thing I'm not looking forward to is finding a vegetarian slash vegan place to eat. Have you learned something <laughs> up for us to have a good meal? Yeah, Krakow is nice. We'll find nice places. Okay. I already know where we are going to eat, to be honest. Excellent. Excellent. I'm looking forward to that. My man, it was a good session. Appreciate yes. it. And uh, 
we shall keep the cadence going with the episode going live soon. And uh, I'll catch you in Krakow, my friend. Yay! Pa! Papa! Thanks for listening to Block Thinking. You can find more information and the show notes for this episode at www.blockthinking.com. That is blockthinking without the K.com. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe on iTunes or any of your favorite podcast platforms. We thrive on critique. So feel free to leave comments on iTunes or get hold of us directly. Thanks for listening.